Hey there everyone, Ruckman with Crew 3 here for a quick announcement before the episode gets started. If you want more excellent Pioneer content, we got deck techs, deck primers, all sorts of Pioneer goodness, be sure to check out playingpioneer.com, that's P-L-A-Y-I-N-G-P-I-O-N-E-E-R.com, a website launched in collaboration with us at Crew 3, Pioneer Perspective, and the First Pioneers, bringing together all sorts of Pioneer content to serve as a little bit of a hub for the format, and we have more people joining us on the site as we go on, and more content we post there. So please, if you haven't already, go check it out. Link below in the description. Bye! episode of crew three podcast i'm your host ruckman with me as always are my co-hosts chris and ricky gentlemen say hello hey how's it going how's it going i stole your how's it going <laughs> you did i, I got see. nothing else to do i wanted to see what you would do i wanted to see what the ricky innovation was uh, the ricky innovation not was the innovator. hold the he had course nothing else prepared he crash had nothing into the ready. shore drive Ooh. into the drive into the strait yep there it is block all global trade hey we're we're tired <laughs> I would I would usually start off with how are you guys doing, but I know how you guys are doing after this weekend. Yeah, we're we're tired. I am I am wrapped up in a blanket. I've got my favorite uh, death drink of choice. Uh, can I? I guess I don't want to say brand. I'm drinking Dr Pepper. I'm down. I'm drinking. You guys can hear Dr Pepper. I'm drinking Dr Pepper wrapped up in a blanket, just uh, having a good old time after working today for a long time and after this weekend. Uh, great time. Great time. Yeah, all we're going to say this weekend is long live the trash can open. That's the trash it. can open was great. Better than secret GP. Yep. I got I got home and like died while like going like, I'm not going to sleep. I'm just going to lay down. Never oh, a greater lie later. has been told. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, <laughs> we, well, we a, you have a long drive. You, it, we, you were on the road between me stopping and everything for what, five, six hours? It wasn't that bad. It's Lubbock. That's Lubbock in me. I could do the six hour drives. You can. Yeah. You're you're a champ. Those the the long drives across Texas are pretty crazy. I, I've I've done like the nine hours the Houston and back from mm-hmm. Lubbock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Times. Exactly. It's all about just discussing anything with anybody in the car. Who who are you? And uh, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about uh, thousand episode animes that nobody in the car has watched but you? Sure, let's talk about. And we're. We're not going to talk about the blue lights blinking outside We're the not car. Gonna talk about We're the, just going to... Those didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm thinking of making an old school Odessa trip, Ricky, uh, for that upcoming, that 1K you're talking about, because I didn't realize that's the Saturday before Mother's Day. And uh, I am still want to try to go to that if I can make it. So put me on the list for sure for now. On that, on that 24... Dude, I'm pretty sure he'll let us call it the Crew 3 Open. Hell yeah, let's do it. Because when I was can. like, I was like, these guys are in a podcast, and he's just like, oh, do they want a podcast here? I'll set it up, and I'm just like, all right. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for it. Like I said, if if I can figure it, if I am not obligated to uh, do family things that weekend, I will try my darnest to drive down early Saturday, drive back as soon as we're done. There you go. I'll take off for it. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to try and I'm excited yeah, to help organize that with them. So, yeah. So yeah, I I mean, look, coverage is great. I want to I want to throw down. Right, right, true. And we can rep- I told them we could report it all on MTG Goldfish, make an official Pioneer event, have people talk about it. Let the That's other right. that'll be a deal. But uh, there's like one other Pioneer podcast, right? 
There's a few others. Okay, got, we got, let them talk we about Pioneer, our, our We got Pioneer Perspective. You got First Pioneers. You got, you got a few out right, there. Right, right, right. There we go. There's a couple. We talk quite frequently, actually. You know, like I said, a lot of the a lot of those guys, uh, we chat on Twitter, we chat on Discords, we chat on all kinds of things. So we're chatting back and forth all the time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, more info on that to come. Very, You're going to have to get on the list. Oh, we're going to have velvet ropes and everything. Very, very, very select event. It but is, gentlemen. It is, uh, it is open enrollment for anybody who lives in San Antonio and then invite only for non because, quote, I don't want some guy driving from Arizona that complaining that he didn't win. <laughs> and I think I that's very that. fair. And I respect I love that. I, I respect <laughs> that. Uh, oh, I like the way that guy does business. Being the guy who has driven from Arizona and uh, complained about not winning before. No. I, I get it. This guy sounds like he loves a lot. This guy sounds like a guy that if his best friend died, he wouldn't be angling just to buy his truck and rip off a son. Oh for it, you know, it sounds like it sounds like this guy is more of a stand up guy than that guy. Yeah, that guy's paying for the wedding and hosting the week afterwards. Right, right. you nailed it. Yeah, or the yeah, yeah. paying for the wedding, paying for the funeral, paying for the funeral. God, right. I, I I just got wedding on the brain. I'm just like we are less than sixty days away. That's it. Oh man, it's it's gonna be crazy. Anyway, I'm gonna be there for that. Let's, My, do you, do you do you want me to show up or? I, I would be great if you showed up as my right. best man. Put me down as a maybe. Put me down as a solid okay. maybe. Mm-hmm. Solid All maybe. Right. De- Devin's going to be there, though, right? I'll think about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to – your car's going to show up and just Mr. Kitty is going to get <laughs> yeah, out? Yes. I will send Mr. Kitty in my in my stead. I'll put him in a little bow tie and he could be my stand-in. Oh, uh-uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, if I need someone to back me up in a fight, it, Mr. Kitty might be the better option. He's, he's right, got some right, right. you know, and he's, he's got yeah. the crazy eyes. That's right. All right. So this week's episode, look, we got a lot of spoilers to cover. So as much as I do want to go into those sweet, sweet pioneer events, we're going to skip them this week. I think you'll excuse us for that. So we can just talk more cards, get more stuff out there. And then we got a f- couple few news articles to talk about, but don't worry. For those of you that have, uh, you know, you're looking for the place to go. You like us just listing the, the event top eights below. Don't worry. They're still going to be linked in the podcast description for your perusal and reading pleasure. But without further ado, let's get started with what killed Magic. And that's going to be they put the gosh darn Ishimaru card in the commander decks. Give me my good boy. Yeah, I agree. Never had such a travesty uh, such as this befallen the Magic the Gathering universe, which is just having our goodest boy right in our reach. You know, he was right there, Uh but he's just so far away. Does Pioneer have a one mana two two? Assuredly, we we oh, have we Zergo. There's a new one they just printed. Yeah, the new you one. Know, they say Zergo, yeah. the two two that you know the pseudo dashes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he can't block. Yep, right. Um, he bounces himself or whatever. No, then you can okay. yeah you can unleash some cards right to make some one mana two twos. There's also that two two yeah. haste guy that bounces your own land. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuff, but they're not good boys, right? That being said. Um, I mean, hey, let's talk about. Uh, oh no, go ahead. No, what else you got? It's. I mean, it's a commander card. It has partner, uh-huh. which is a commander word only. And as fun as it would be to play Legends Tribal, it would just make me miss Kethis. So I'm glad it's not in Pioneer. All right. Well, you can you can be back in the alleyway again, Ricky. Um, with the dog. That's fine. They left with, him out there too. No, 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 no. He's allowed to come in. He gets the good chair. Have you seen that art? <laughs> yeah. He's, it is He's the, the actual boy. Futurama dog. Did you read the flavor text? Yeah. Oh my god. Sadder than dead kids. Those dead kids are happy in that artwork. They are. This dog is not happy. 
<laughs> so anyway, though, uh, jokes aside, I mean, look, we were not, I was on Twitter, so I didn't know if there was any drama. If there was any magic drama over the last week, let me know. I really could have cared less last week, honestly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so anyway, though, we do have some big news to talk about because just announced today, Wizards, uh, you know, Hasbro reached their five-year revenue goal in just two quick years, which goes to show and further explains why the head of Wizards is now the company CEO. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I just did the math here. And uh, they are buying themselves 3,250,000 snowboards, approximately, uh, with that massive pile of cash. And <clears throat> I think you, Kev, man, had a great little segment in, in our Discord where he was like, you know, I- I'm excited Magic's making money. I like that the game that I love is is making money. But one of you guys said, man, I think it was either a cardboard crack or uh, something like that that was like, how come all this money is being made and, like, I don't feel like the game is in a good place. You know, like the quality of the game is lower. Like they keep championing all, all, all this money that we're making. It's like, then how come I can't play my favorite formats? How come we're not testing cards? How come there's all these claims that we can't afford to do this? We can't afford to do that. And how do you think it, we made the money? Yeah. And, and again, it's just like, that's just where it's just like, people are kind of like defending from this. It's like, well, why would they do that when it doesn't make them money? And it's like, everything can't be about what makes me the absolute most amount of money right now. It's not a way to run a business, you know. Well, clearly, I, that's the most American. That's the most American way to it, run a business. It is, and and again, like I think, I guess we've seen time after time, and this is going to go outside of this, like the frustrations that I've had, where it's like I've seen companies time that are making terrible time. financial decisions, and then just going, eh, when something bad happens, we're going to get bailed out anyway, so who cares, right? Like it's not well, our can, problem. Can we just? But Chris, I mean, I don't know what you're asking for. What what you what what you could possibly? The state of the game is great. I mean, look, Master Duel just dropped a fully functioning phone game within less than a month of their game launch, within two weeks of their game launching, right? How long do we wait for Magic Magic Arena on mobile? Well, you know, but it's okay because guess what? They finally let you do Two at a Giant on the Companion app. Round of, everyone, round of applause. Hey, round of applause up. for Two at a Giant on the Companion app. Giant on the Command? Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you can you finally feature... do that? Like, like yeah. you know how Wizards Event Reporter let you do that, like, years ago? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a backwards. feature that's, like, straight free to probably implement that how how long has the campaign been a thing two years now that we just got two at a giant it's just such a joke i mean like i said i've, I've uninstalled arena on, on my computer and i've been having a lot of fun playing pioneer i had a lot of fun playing magic with you guys but i just can't get over this this mess of a digital environment that we're in as, as we're championing and how much money they're making and that's what i understand is like the, they're making way more money from paper which makes sense they're they're digital makings are like 33 percent of their paper makings obviously secret layers we're just going to sell directly to the people are making them killer tons of money i think those are a fine idea i'm totally fine with that but at some point i'm just hoping they wake up realize their digital offerings are absolute trash but again it costs money to do better with them so they're just going to keep using whatever people are still defending arena uh and just going to take all their money as they offer no additional features and no uh incentive to actually play the game and hope people just keep playing it so I don't know. There's only so many Master Duel jokes we can make before it's just like burned into the ground, right? We're and we're gonna keep making them. Oh, good. The thing is, again, like you can talk about how the 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 differences of features, and you know, usually I Master Duel alone in my room, but recently I've been Master Dueling with friends. Right. Exactly. Master Dueling with friends is just so much better. Sometimes you you could make a room and have like up to 120 something people sit in your room and watch you master duel through a spectate mode. I have seen that. Yeah. I've let other people watch me master duel. Yeah. And it's yeah. actually a lot of fun. That's a feature again, that um, either hasn't happened on arena, doesn't exist or took forever to implement. So 
it's just funny to see. And again, there's a reason for it right now. Like you go look at all the people watching Yu-Gi-Oh! on Twitch, which Magic claimed it wanted. Um, you know, it's on a daily basis, two to three times the amount of people that are watching Magic coverage right. or any amount of people on Twitch watching Magic. So it's just a sad time for what we all agree is the best game to be going through this. But hey, I'm having tons of fun playing on an actual digital client, playing Master Duel every single day, both on mobile and on PC. Two different accounts going having fun. So right, it's just not. It, it is just a. It's a strictly worse game on a strictly better oh, platform. You nailed it. Yeah, it's a strictly worse game. There's a reason that I'm not. I'm never giving up Magic. Magic's the better game, right? I'm playing Paper Magic every time I get a chance. Once, maybe twice a week, uh, maximum. But you know, again, I can't. I can't play Magic uh, at home, right? The digital offerings are just terrible. I can't play my favorite format. Um, and again, you can do so on uh, MTGO, but it's way harder to use. And right. again, you have to jump through hoops to to get the cards I want. So uh, just Master Duel is way more efficient to play. So again, paper is absolutely where it's at. I'm not building a paper Yu-Gi-Oh deck. I hope I never do. But as far as digital offerings, it's just not close right now. Right. What are your thoughts, Rickman? Well, I, I mean, look, I, at this point, it's just treaded. Also, like Wizards made up 70% of Hasbro's revenue for the year, which makes sense. Wizards isn't just magic right you also have the dnd brand the dnd brand is so strong right now is that included in this because it says digital gaming 26 percent. i wonder if that's inflated because again i think that they do sell they license out their books to dnd beyond right yeah i wonder how much of that was it because again we all have dnd groups um we've yeah. all played dnd we all buy the books we love dnd so i wonder how much of that but also i mean ha- ha- i don't i don't know all of hazard's digital offerings so who knows what other games we just aren't realizing are yep. Hasbro branded, right? Mm-hmm, um, sure. Obviously, we're just coming out from a magic sphere, but those numbers include other things. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I we're just going to sound like a broken record every time we talk about just like no. what could and should have been done with this, Arena. This is and- it, but just just be aware, you know, I'm I'm probably going to have some. I've already just jumped on the other night. I was like, hey, let's see if anybody wants to join me for some master dueling. And sadly, I couldn't be on that long. Um, but yeah, we're going to have some unofficial. You know, I'm going to jump in the Discord and play some Master Duel with with the Discord. If anybody wants to join, I'm sure I'll organize an unofficial webcam community night, too, just to take some of the pressure off of uh, Ruckman. But that's what I'm going to start doing instead of complaining about it every week. And, like, I, and I forget the numbers, too, but, like, you know, I think it was Todd Anderson was just replaying old paper coverage. And they were just – he was just getting such crazy views. And it's just, like, there there is still, you know, I, and I'm not trying to say – Hey, let's all jump into just full size GPs and PTQs, P- PTs again, like every week or whatever, right? Like, you know, I'm still worried about the pandemic wise and people, the safety of it all and stuff like that. Um, but you do what you can, and, you know, we have to start dealing with it now and moving forward. Uh, but as long as, you know, you're masking up, you're vaccinated, you're boosted, and doing everything that you need to be doing, you know, we can start enjoying these events again. But like, I, I think it's a sentiment we've all felt where digital just isn't where magic lives in that magic lives and succeeds by the paper engagement. True. Yeah, I do think that a lot of times when you're looking for, you know, magic is a best of three game. It just is. And a lot of people online are looking for more repetition. So best of ones are hard to execute. Again, magic has way more non games than even Yu-Gi-Oh has just because of lands being an inherent factor. But as a best of three game, there is no better game. And I, and I don't right. think it's particularly close. So getting out there and playing with friends, oh, I mean, mo- most of my best friends I met playing Magic the Gathering. You know what I'm saying? 
most of them yeah and and playing together and having a, co- a common goal of hey we want to be good at this game but also finding the people who weren't willing to like sacrifice their morals to like you know people were like ripping off eight-year-olds and trades and things like that i mean I found a solid group of guys and I imagine this game being, being part of my life kind of for the rest of time. So really our complaints come from caring about it so much and having something so amazing just make some really terrible decisions. Cause we're so close to a really great product and we've really seen some signs that, that there's good things on the horizon. And we've heard from our sources that there are good things on the horizon for pioneer. So um, we'll, we'll just hope we get there, you know? Yeah. So let's, uh, before we dive in to the rest of Kamigawa spoilers, before we end on a pretty fun content announcement that Ricky and I have been working on, and we're really excited to, to start getting going, let's take a quick second and talk about the other big announcement that happened just today, and that is the reveal of the deck list for the next Challenger deck. Of course, these Challenger decks are going to be standard folks. They release April 1st. Coincidentally, you know, uh, I, I believe they're still going to come out, right? Right. Um, and I, we'll, we'll come back to these at a later episode. Next week will probably be our usual, hey, we're going to brew with some Kamigawa Neon Dynasty cards. Um, and I, I kind of wanted, wanted to do that this week, but with the Bachelor Party and then just how many spoilers we had left to do, that was kind of a little infeasible. So we'll probably do deck lists next week. And then the week after, I know there's some requests from the Discord to say, Hey, can we upgrade these to being Pioneer playable? Because as I told you guys in our per, in our sort of like our friend chat Discord, I think you could feasibly take these as is to like a Pioneer FNM and maybe get like a two one for sure a one two like finish right like and then just start to work up your your the stack there. If that is to say, if the Pioneer Challenger decks aren't something you're interested in playing, yeah. I think that a lot of the staples for Pioneer are really inexpensive, so I don't think you're too far off there. I think that yeah. a lot of these, we could make some content going like, hey, here's a $20 or $40 upgrade and and see what you can do. Obviously, I think mana base is going to be the tricky part. Um, that's just, yeah. it is, you know, Shocklands and Pioneer, they're going up because they're being used everywhere. Pioneer's picking up in popularity, but your general cards, right, your aggressive staples, mm-hmm. your removal spells, things like that are pretty inexpensive. And so I do think you can make some really simple upgrades to these and, and make them pretty solid. And the the one thing too is since you know Wizards has the the agreement with Amazon now we have an idea of what these are going to be selling for and they're listed for like twenty five dollars on Amazon which kind of I is great for these but makes me hate uh, the mana bases and things we got in the Pioneer ones for their price because again like I don't see these being much different value wise versus the Pioneer ones and they're half the cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which really just goes to show they inflated those because they were, air quotes, out of print older cards. They're an eternal format. A non-rotating format. Non-rotating format. Yeah. So real quick, let's just sort of talk about these deck lists real quick. And uh, then we'll move on to Kamigawa spoilers. So the first one, Mono White Aggro. We got a great Thali on the box with that crunchy, crunchy hair. We get two Ordained God of the Worthy, four Monk of the Open Hand, four Usher of the Fallen, four Code Spell Cleric, four Clarion Spirit, Four Luminarch Aspirant, most notably the non-alchemy version. One Intrepid Adversary, two Thali Garden of Thraben, two Skyclad Apparition, three Elite Spellbinder, two Kabira Takedown, two Faithful Absence, three Paladin Class, three Face Saven, 20 Snow-Covered Plains, the sideboard of two Loyal Warhound, two Portable Hole, two Selfless Samurai, two Imperial Recovery Unit, three Cathar Commando, two Maul of the Skyclaves, two Sungle Sentinels. Now you might be saying, wait a minute, Ruckman, you said Face Saven. Well, we pulled an oopsie. And in a throwback to the Mirrodin Besieged event deck, well, we put a Stoneforge Mystic in the box. So 
You can play this deck at your events with the Face Havens in the deck, but if you change any card in the deck list, you immediately have to take those Faceless Havens out. I think that this is probably the best one to convert probably to Pioneer. I think so. I think the other ones are going to be pretty good for parts. This one is definitely like, uh, you could take this and just jam this. Like two, I mean, I don't think you could jam it immediately. You could, I don't know. I mean, like, we've got Skyclaves, we've got Thalias, we've got Spellbinders, uh, Intrepid Adversary, Luminar Gasprint, a full four of, right? That's nice. Yeah. Um, the other, like, uh, sort of stuff is a little chaffy. Uh, Faithful Absence, though, is very good. Paladin Class, decent. And, uh, you can get those hands on those 20 snow-covered planes. Yeah, hey, we found all the snow-covered bases that should have been in the packs. Right, they're here. Uh, also, I don't know why they're very, very proud of all the tokens they've made. <laughs> There's a lot of tokens. Dude, they like they show off all the tokens. They're like, oh, they flip. And it's just like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> all right, so like I said, we're, we're not really talking about upgrades right now. We'll come back to the upgrades. We'll give probably another like, $50 upgrade package. Maybe maybe because these are going to be 25 bucks. maybe we can bump bump that value to make like a hundred dollar package altogether, right? Um, so the next one is Demir Control. Uh, you have three Graveyard Trespasser, two Emerith Desert Doom, one Hullbreaker Horror, three Kirkling Fear, three Blood in the Snow, two Jawar Disruption, three Power Word Kill, two Bale for Mastery, three Sot Coming, two Thirst for Discovery, two Parasitic Grasp, two Heroes Downfall, four Memory Deluge, one Infernal Grasp, two Field of Ruin, four Ice Tunnel, two Hall of the Storm Giants, four Evolving Wilds, Four of the new Shipwreck Marsh, seven Snow-Covered Swamps, four Snow-Covered Island, one March of Wretched Sorrow. The sideboard has one Sot coming, two Duress, two Negate, two Bloodveil Purveyor, two Mischievous Catgeist, two Siphon Insight, two Revealment, two Blood Chief's Thirst. Uh, so, like, this will get a little stopped. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the Hall of the Storm Giants are nice. The Snow-Covered Lands are pretty sweet. For, the four of the new mid to mid, yeah. The shipwreck marsh is big. Three graveyard trespassers solid. Emreth sees some play in the the blue control decks. Hallbreaker horror is good. Um, this deck is going to take a little bit of work, but I think the shell is here. They were cowards. They couldn't give me the hallbreakers. Hmm, they couldn't do it. You get, you got one. Give me more hallbreakers. You're getting four memory deluge. I don't care about that card. It's a solid one. It's making a comeback because, like I said, I think a lot of your a lot of your decks are going to start, you know, pulling out some delirium stuff or things that care about your yards. I agree. Listen, I'm also on the dig through time train, but I think there's a lot of cards, especially with like as you look at like cards like Leer and things like that, that are going to care about cards in your yard. That you're going to want that big yard around that you can generate. So, all right, moving on, we have Gruel Stompy featuring three Uvenwald Oddity, two Tovlar's Huntmaster, two Hanel and a lot of partners. Congrats on splitting utilities there. One Goldspan Dragon, four Jaspera Sentinel, four Magda Brazen Outlaw, four Brybridge Tracker, one Light at the Night, one Thundering Rebuke, four Braid, four Snakeskin Veil, four, count them, four copies of Ranger Class. If you're hold, we're holding out a Ranger Class, now's the time because you can essentially pick this deck up for the cost of those Ranger Classes. Uh, four Rockfall Veil, ten Forest, two Lair of the Hydra, eight Mountains, two Twin Shot Sniper. Our sideboard is two Twin Shot Sniper, two Tovlar Dire Overlord, two Capitec Wrecker, one Frog Hema, three Thundering Rebuke, three Burning Hands, two Lantern of the Lost. Why, why aren't these Tovlar just in the main board? So, uh, I got a question. Yo, what's up? How am I flashing back my Light Up the Night? 
Where's the oh. Drake? Where's the Planeswalkers? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. I left it right there. We'll go get them. Huh? Where's the Chandras? You know. <laughs> Other than what? that, though, four Ranger class, four Rock Rockfall Vale, two layer of the Hydra, um, and a, a Goldspan Dragon. I mean, this is worth buying for parts. A lot of these cards. I'm just gonna. Do you just buy four of these for the cost of two gold spans? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, and then just retire off your extra rockfall veils. Sure. Pretty much. Why not? 25 bucks. Like, and you get more value in this than you do in like one of the pioneer ones. Yeah. Anyways, standards weird. <laughs> All right. Our last one is going to be Rakdos vampires. Oh man. Ruckman. So- is this a Rakdos one? It is a Rakdos. Wow. One. Haunted Ridge is one of the most played new lands in Pioneer. I hope they give us four like they've given us four of the other lands like this. They got to, right? They're going to give us four Haunted Ridge, right? Hey, everyone, don't tell Ricky. Um, they, they didn't put Haunted Ridge in the deck. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them it's there, okay? All right, everyone, we good? All right. So they put Haunted yeah, Ridge, Ricky, right? Yeah, of course. Ha- ha- four Haunted, Haunted Ridge. Ridge. I mean, Just I like the, so- four Shipwreck Marsh and four yeah, Rockfall yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, you've got four Blightstep Pathway through Voldar Estate, two Dead of the Bugbear, four Bloodfell Caves, uh, seven Swamp, six Mountains. Why? Where? Well, because they gave you three Voldar Estate, Ricky, obviously. Oh my god. Den of the Bugbear is nice, and Blightstep, Blightstep Pathway, also good. But like Haunted Ridge sees so much play right now, and they're like $10, $12 a piece right now. Yep. <sighs> It just why did they just not in this one? I just don't know why is the blood fell cave. Be, be, well, I mean they put the they put the tap lands in, in several in like the blue black one, right? My thing is I think they're just like ah, oh, Voldar Estate. It's just it's better than the Haunted Ridge, obviously. That's still fine. Like the value, like a twenty five dollar MSRP. The value is like fine. Um, you get Voldaren Epicure and uh, you get a uh, Blood Tithe Harvester. Blood Tithe Harvester. Both of those are. Uh, top tier playable in Pioneer, uh, then you got to shove out the rest of this deck. But uh, I mean, I've lost games to Imagefirm Predator. I'm just like, where's my deadly disputes? Yeah, I feel like this one just look. It's still fine for twenty five dollars, but like compared to the other ones, it's like, I mean, like, come on, right? You could have well, had to be a, a loser. You could have given me a little bit more, right? There had to be a loser. Every every group has to have a loser. That's right. Also, it's really frustrating that on the Wizards website where we're looking at these, right, uh, it shows only the most pimped version of every single card. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get that. But anyways, Den of the Bugbear, those are creeping up in price to like 12 or something dollars, so two of those is nice. <sighs> I guess I didn't I didn't realize that Florian shirt is just open. Yeah. Oh, good for him. But All right. these are fine. They're good. Probably fine in standard. Uh, do you play standard? Uh I thought that was just like a like a place you go for brunch. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'll take anything at this point that isn't modern. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but all in all, like these are decent value. So I mean, like pick them up for the yeah. staples for Pioneer. Yeah. And, uh, like I, I mean, no. Nah, like I said, I think each of these decks there there are enough cards in. Well, probably except the Vampire one that like again, if you pick them up for that twenty five dollar price range that Amazon's currently pre selling them for, they're they're going to be worth your 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 dollar. And if you hold out to like when Amazon is like get the whole set for sixty five dollars, you're gonna feel real good. Oh yeah, especially again, 
But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm serious though about buy, buy for the Gruel Stompy for the gold spans. I mean, you know, you might be right, but retire off the Ranger classes. Yeah. So, so anyway, are we uh, ready for spoiler season? I'm ready for spoilers. Let's roll. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. I want to start though with a brief retraction. Uh, we were bamboozled and unknowing that they were going to change the crew rule on us. So Mobilizer Mac is not as sweet as we thought, but uh, still going to be pretty good, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I had um, well, I talked to somebody a long time ago. I, I talked to somebody about um, making my uh, thing in the ice deck, and it was apparently it was a bug on Moto where if you just cast the uh, Heartless Act, it'll flip automatically. And yeah, I, that doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that, but yeah, you, it removes the spells, but you do have to cast one more spell to actually get it to flip. But on Moto, for the longest time. Um, or at least for some amount of time, it would just it would just flip, and I did never never really thought about it. So I learned something too. I learned that like a couple like week a couple weeks ago, a month ago, something like that. And I was like, oh dang, yeah. still fine, but you know, you get the idea. Wait, Heartless Act doesn't make it flip? No, no, because Heartless Act removes the counters, but the the problem is the trigger. The, the trigger the trigger will resolve before the spell does. Right, that's the problem. If you could if you could reverse the way those triggers happened, um, and make the trigger happen after after the spell yeah then yeah. You'd, you'd be fine but the trigger happens first removing a counter then the counters get removed but then there's no spell to trigger the check again to make it flip okay so i mean it still like has the number of counters it still has the number of, no it's still fine i'm still i'm still building my uh my soul tie deck but i was just out talking to somebody like I said a month ago i was actually had gone out for one of the first times and was chatting with some people uh, about pioneer and yeah and i was like oh and they were like yo that was a moto bug and i was like if somebody knew they were like oh yeah that was a thing and i was like oh cool so i googled it just to double check and i was like yep it was a moto bug where it actually worked but yeah it, then i thought about it and absolutely it made sense that way but anyway let's go into spoilers that was just a fun thing uh, regarding rules look all all i'm saying is clearly the fact that they think that robots can't crew robots means they've never seen their own hasbro products and that happens several times in the transformer series so wizards Make it go back to so I can crew myself. They also complained about it, like not like passing the flavor test, but like if you try to crew a creature and in response they kill the creature you're trying to get in the robot, the robot still turns on. So yeah. like, flavor crew fail. just doesn't make sense anyways, Watsy. But whatever, it's your game. Whatever you realized you'd really messed up again and printed another Roko, but yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where you could look at it as like. The crew powering up the vehicle, and then in that right. case, one vehicle could definitely power up another vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. It's anyway. like a Tesla. You just yeah. press the button and it goes. There you go. You got to jumpstart the other vehicles. Right, right, right. All right, so let's pick up where we left off. I think we are on Nashi Moon Sa- Sage Scion. Sounds this card right. is too hard to read now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Nashi Moon Sage of Scion, one black, black for a legendary creature, Rat Ninja. It's a 3 2 with Ninjutsu 3 in the black. Whenever Nashi Moon Sage of Scion deals combat damage to a player, exile the top card of each player's library until the end of turn. You may play one of those cards. If you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to its mana value rather than paying its mana cost. Very neat, but I think it costs a little too much for the effect. Yeah. There's a lot of also, hoops to eventually cast a spell that I didn't really want to cast for life. Which is very cool and very powerful, but, like, also, like, uh... Also, I get, like, we wanted to have ninjutsu, but, like, I feel like Nashi lore-wise should be an artificer. The alt art... He just... The alt art is, like, riding a motorcycle, so I guess that that's ninja. Yeah. I've watched Naruto, and, like, that's pretty ninja. 
It's pretty ninja tech. Yeah. All right. What else we got? What else we got on the 30th? We got Prodigy's Prototype. Okay. Which isn't uncommon. It's our signpost for the vehicles deck in Limited, but it's blue-white colors for a 3-4 vehicle with crew 2. Whenever one or more vehicles you control attack, you get to create a 1-1 colorless pilot token with this creature cruise vehicles as though it were 2 or greater power. Okay. It's interesting. It's like another piece of the vehicle puzzle, I think. Yeah. I'm just excited about the interesting good vehicles. So we we have Rayu Storm's Edge here, uh, two white and a red for a 3-3 legendary creature human samurai with first strike. Whenever a samurai or warrior you control attacks alone, untap it. If it's the first combat phase of the turn, digital combat phase after this phase. What do you think of the samurai you want to attack alone? That's kind of weird for Boros, right? Just the like, no, 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 only send one in. So, like, Exalted as a mechanic is not a fun limited mechanic because it causes boards to stall. So if you're ever yeah. going to put that in a set, I'd much prefer it be in only, like, one specific combination of colors. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, in M13 where they just gave everybody Exalted for no reason. I thought Exalted in M13 was the Orzhov mechanic. I thought it was on a bunch of creatures. I thought it was just Orzhov. We can double check later. All right. But, uh... That being said, red-white is a go-wide color. I think the problem is this competes with Winota, and, like, right now, if I'm playing a four-mana creature, especially in colors that are, like, you know, red-white, I'm playing Winota. Yeah. This this also just, like, clearly wants to be, like, very protective of something, like, really worried about those extra combat steps, but it's just, like, if I'm attacking one creature, what one creature is good enough to then get another... I'm going to have a big impact off the second combat step. But then I realized it doesn't matter. This is a commander card. Uh, the It reminds me a lot of the stupid, weird, uh, you want to attack with exactly two creatures, Midnight Vow mechanic. Uh-huh. Which was, like, just in constant, like, conflict with itself. Yeah. Because, like, the cards wanted you to attack with two creatures, uh, but the cards that did that, like, made the other two creatures good, which means that, like, you wanted fodder to attack only twice. It was weird. Okay. Uh, what do you do? You think we have enough sagas to make Satsuki the Living Lore worth it? I don't know what this card really is going to do. I don't like cards that manipulate lore counters on sagas. There's a lot of rules, and I just think that there's no possible way that getting your Death Touch creatures a little faster from your Binding okay. of the Ancients is going to be. Good, but I am excited about the uncommon right next to her. Oh, the one that I don't trust at all? Oh, he's just a little generous visitor. Yeah, what's under that mask, though? Well, he's brought acorns with ribbons. Okay, but that mask, though? Well, it's probably a 1-1 counter. Because whenever we cast an enchantment spell, we get to put a 1-1 counter on target creature. Any target. Uh, And it's a 1-mana 1-1 green card, and it's this and another green rare we'll get to in a bit that sort of make me go, like, maybe instead of Orzhov enchantments, we can go into Selesnya enchantments, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, think I was thinking about that, one. too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a lot of options, and it seems interesting, and I like it, and uh, there are a couple of Boggle-esque creatures that we can play in green-white, mm-hmm. so who knows? And I don't trust it. Fair I also enough. want to bring up uh, Circuit Mender, which no longer dies to, like, a shock effect. Yeah, it's kind of nice. We may have brought that up before, but it's a, a nifty one for the blinks, right? Because it doesn't have to die 
uh, we brought Ooh, back yeah. leaves the battlefield to do something. So, you know, pretty, pretty cute. If you're still dirtling around with blinks like I do in my dreams, then uh, Circuit Mender could be the card for you. Very cool. All right. Let's move on up. I believe we talked about Mech Titan last time. We did. We definitely talked about Otwara. Uh, I think we're at Invoke Justice 1 in Quad White for a Sorcery Return Target Permanent Card from the Graveyard of the Battlefield and Distribute 4 Woman Counters among any number of creatures and or vehicles target player controls. Chris, what do we think? Is this uh, some backup refurbished tech? Man, th- this is interesting. Let me tell you something about this set. This set, Borderline breaks pioneer yeah i I don't think that it does but there's a card that i don't know that i got to talk about it last time let me see because i know it's on the left or if it's if it's coming up um man i think it's coming up but i think we have to go over them back to back because man this is interesting um this also interacts with there's a black white enchantment in this set anybody find it for me black Uh, white enchantment yep. yep 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 Oh gosh, I'm scrolling so far and I can't find it. Um, anyway, this is like white enchantment. In the call, this, yeah, it, it lets you swap your permanents, right? right. So um, there's a lot of ways that you could either get God Pharaoh's gift or creatures. Again, I think relying on the graveyard is pretty tough in this format because everything exiles the graveyard. But like you pointed out, return any permanent card from the graveyard to the battlefield. I mean, I think you can go big with this, right? Because not only do you just get creatures, but you could get value engines of any kind, whatever that might be, um, and then go crazy with it. So I, I haven't looked at all the things that you you could or or might want to get back yet, but this certainly could be another way to um, to get your refurbish going, uh, or or interact also with the uh, the sisters call because again you can play some cheap creatures and then you know get some stuff back, um, or again just get back your your God Pharaoh's gifts or whatever you might want to do. This this card is super interesting mostly in combination with the other options we get in the set. You also have Brilliant Restoration, which for three in quad white is a sorcery that returns all artifact and enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. So once I don't open the vaults. Yep. It's, uh, the <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. White that's that's the lot. thing. Quad white's the trickiness, but I, I think that green white enchantments, you don't even necessarily have to play whatever, but I think if you want to like game one, have a graveyard theme, I think you can have it because man, you can just start milling yourself um, and then ramp your way to brilliant restoration and then just go to town. All right. I can see it. Uh, but I don't know about you guys, but I definitely was born to drive. Uh, that's a funny card name. There are so many good card names. I'm excited to talk about one here in a little bit. Uh, we have born to drive two to white for an aura enchant artifact or creature. As long as enchanted permanent is a creature, it gets plus one plus one for each creature and or vehicle you control and then channel two into white for discard, born to drive, create two one one colorless creature tokens with this creature cruise vehicles as though it's power two or greater. Very funny, sweet, limited card. Yeah. An- another way to trigger your indomitable creativity if you want. If only it actually just animated the thing at the same time. Right. That'd be too good, though. All right, Ricky, you want to talk about the Kiki Jiki card? Uh, so, like, okay. Fable of the Mirror Breaker is the. Kiki Jiki, and it is uh, so safe and so on. Like, you gotta wait a bunch of turns for it, and then it is just gonna be uh, make sure that you never do any infinite combos ever. Right. <laughs> but uh, for three mana, you get an, a saga that makes a 2 2 Goblin Shaman creature token. Whenever it attacks, you get a treasure that's c- sort of cool. Step two discard up to two cards. If you do draw that many cards, sure. 
And then step three, you flip into a 2-2 Goblin Shaman that says, Pay one and tap it. Create a token that is a copy of another target non-legendary creature you control except it has haste and sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. So it says another target non-legendary because mm-hmm. it can't target itself. Mm-hmm. This one's not legendary. Yeah. I think it also will stop. Not that you could graft this ability onto... You could with like mutate, I guess, graft this ability onto another creature. Uh, it also stops like that from happening. Also, like paying one means that like even if you target a pestermite with it, you need to keep paying one to make more pestermites. Village Bell Ringer is not legal in Pioneer, is it? Is that from the second Innistrad or the first one? It's from the first Innistrad. Ah uh, man, if Bounding you Village Bell Ringered it, so va- if Bounding you Bell Ringered you. You could untap all your creatures, and then as long as you had a mana dork, you could you could do it, right? There we go. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. So. Bounding Crisis is a 3-3 three, three that does the Pestermite thing from Origins mm-hmm. that we could use, and just every one mana becomes, like, three hasty damage, hopefully. Sure. But the setup is, I mean, it does help you because he gives you tokens. He gives you the treasures from the first step, and then he lets you dig for the combo piece. But ultimately, I think this card is just not going to end up being any good. Not where we want it to be. Well, you know what card I think is going to be really good? And that's Hidetsugu Consumes All. It's a card I'm super interested in. Uh, One black red with the saga. The first first chapter here. Destroy each non-land permanent with mana value one or less. Chapter two, exile all graveyards. Because why not? Chapter three, exile the saga. Return to the battlefield. Transform to your control. The backside is Vessel of the All-Consuming. It's a 3-3 Ogre Shaman. With Trample, whenever a Vessel of the All-Consuming deals damage, put a 1-1 counter on it. Or Vessel of the All-Consuming deals damage to a player. If it has dealt 10 or more damage to that player this turn, they lose the game. So, you know, obviously this is going to the Blood deck, but I think this could be an interesting card uh, to pick up for the the mid-range Rakdos deck that kind of fell out of favor for a bit, right? Now we get to, it helps the Rakdos mirror. We get to exile, we get to destroy all the Blood tokens, anything that costs one or less, um, we get to exile the graveyard, and then we get just the big beater that can just sort of end the game on its own. Yeah, I think as a sideboard card, you're you're definitely right. You know, this does a lot for certain matchups as far as getting rid of tokies, and then, you know, obviously there's so many graveyard-based uh, effects out there right now. I think exile all graveyards hurt this card a lot. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, fair. If it just hit my opponent's graveyard... Uh, this would be an all-star auto-include two yeah. of in, like, every Rakdos deck. Then it's the consume sum. You're you're very <laughs> correct. Um, but Besaju yeah. originally he sheltered all. part time on the weekends. I'm just saying, like, the original Besaju who shelters all really only sheltered a select few instants and sorceries. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. But okay. Wizards cares about flavor, so we're changing the rule on vehicles. Flavor, yeah, how do you feel the flavor of Enormous Energy Blade? Uh, I love the flavor of Enormous Energy Blade. Let's see here. Uh, the Mech Titan token is amazing. Yeah, I love that you can kind of see what's made up it, like the the giant cobra arm. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, a sword, really the, which is good. It does have a sword. But of course, the real flavor is, oh my wah, Shindeiru, we did it. We already got it. You're already dead. It's there. You're not oh, going to talk about the, the, there's a couple the more mini math that game rare. that is okay, Ijongo's Uprising. Okay, tell me about the mini math game. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Red, white, X 
you create X two two samurai tokens with vigilance, and they gain menace and haste until end of turn. And then your opponent creates X minus one two two white samurai creature tokens with vengeance. So how does this uh how does this work out to be a fireball in your favor? Well, you see, uh, I think always cast it for two. I don't think I think the math works out that like casting it above two is like diminishing returns. But I could be okay. wrong. I could probably write a spreadsheet just about this card, and that's fun, and I like mini math games, but uh, that's it. The well, card's if not I cast good. it for a million, as my opponent did. Uh, no, actually, they're not because they'll get uh, a million minus one tokens that could block. Well, you're, they're probably still dead because they can only block half the tokens. But right, but like uh, even numbers are better for you because it leaves your opponent with an odd number of creatures which means that they don't get to the next round up to block right, again. To block, yeah, block again, yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes sense so you me. want X to equal even numbers also. If you get X equals two, uh, you'll make two samurai. Your opponent gets one. They can't block, and they take four. So this is four mana, four damage, which is good. And I think the math checks out that if you were to go to X equals four, you would get six damage through if your opponent, uh, assuming that everybody in this scenario takes decisions that most benefit themselves. I have to say that on every economics problem. Mm-hmm. And the, <laughs> as, as the prison game shows. Right. All right, Chris, there is, was one, is there one of the sagas you wanted to talk about? Um, I think that the, the black one's interesting because it only costs two to cast. Okay. So on the first one, you're making your opponent's creatures, right? You're, we're making our opponent's guys, which is, which is no bueno, right? Each opponent gets a 1-1 rat creature. You do that twice. But then when you flip it, you know, you probably just take your damage because then you get a 3-3 flying haster that you gain back control of the rat tokens and then you can sack them to draw cards. So like, okay, you get attacked for one, then you get attacked for two. So you take three damage to get a 3-3 haster and draw some cards, you know? So this card is well, sweet, right? This card is like 10 years too late for pack rat. But every deck in Pioneer can utilize those stupid rat tokens except phoenix sure like <laughs> jeskai uh jeskai ascendancy they're just gonna combo off with your with your rat tokens you know right uh get bigger mm-hmm. yorian they're just gonna transmog the rat tokens you gave them right right true uh winota her- heroic they're just yep. going to kill you uh winota <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're going to just kill you by getting creatures off the top of winota right. yep. uh mm-hmm. like just this card goes badly for like if there are more blue white control and phoenix i mean phoenix is a big deck right blue white control i guess they don't really use the rats very well but like i'm just saying like all these decks that you give rats to if you give it to food they're just gonna sack them themselves right if you give it to like rakdos they're probably gonna like sack them to deadly dispute if they play deadly dispute you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like i just i think that like the 20% of the time you hit Control or Phoenix, this card will be good. But then the remaining 80, you're going to play this, and your opponent's going to go, oh, I get rat tokens? Well, in that case, you're just dead. <laughs> I, Were they already uh, dead? Were they Shinderud the whole time? That's so what I want to know. close, because yeah. I want to play a Loris version of green-black food, and this helps that, but I think the risk is too high. But I thought about this card a lot. I do also want to talk about Reality Heist. Okay, I'm talking about reality heist. All right, uh, blue, blue, five. Ha, I'm never paying that much mana for this card. It costs one less for every artifact we control because it has affinity. 
Look at the top seven cards of your library. Reveal two artifact cards from among them. Put them into your hand. The rest of the bottom of the, uh, your library in any order. This is Dig Through Artifacts. This card is very good at instant speed, which is very nice. I think that the artifact deck is real. I think it could be too. I think the thing you have to consider is all the artifact tokens that count. I think right? that blue-black artifacts is going to be real. Like Blood Fountain makes two tokens or makes two artifacts for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you treasures, can like yeah, treasures. We can improvise to cast like Herald of Anguish, which is a good card. This is like just gives us more fuel, right? Mm-hmm. I think that this card is real. The new counter spell that needs an artifact to tap. You can tap a blood token. It's going to be great. Portable hole's an artifact, though, right? It is an artifact, is. yeah. Any chance for Esper or any chance we could tilt this to, like, blue-white with some of the artifacts that... Uh... Possibly. There's a lot of good artifacts, I think, that we could just be playing. Yeah. Oh, wait, is meat, is meat Hook Massacre an artifact? No, it's an enchantment. No. It's, it's an, an enchantment. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Because so. I'm, I'm on team enchantments, right? Always I'm on team been. artifact. I hear you are, but I, I, I'm an Enduring Ideal fanboy. You know what I'm saying? The I remember back now, in the day man. when I cast my Enduring Ideals and I took on the form of a dragon and I mission the mind cage to you and then I dovescaped you. You know what I'm saying? And then I cast oh. spells and I still got my tokens because I besage you uh, as I cast things through my dovescape. I remember those days. You know? We've we have just gone through all of the themes thematically of this set. So all you uh, flavor judges out there, uh, eat that. <laughs> um... Oh but, gosh, yeah. The uh, I'm I'm all on team artifacts. You can be on team enchantment in the past and the good old days, but I came to pioneer for the future. Yeah, I think the future's artifacts. I think the enchantments are now. I mean, how could you not argue with all the sweet sweet enchantments going on and the sweet uh, ramp possibilities between like I'm gonna mill myself and then get them all back with uh, with brilliant restoration. You know, right? I'm ready to move on now. All right. Uh, I mean, all right. On the first, we've already talked about a lot of these cards. Honestly, we talked about light pause. Chris mentioned Spirit Sister's Call. Um, I kind of want to take a second to talk about Oni Cult Anvil. Uh, you got a black and a red for an artifact. Whenever one or more artifact, one or more artifacts you control leave the battlefield during your turn, create a one-one colorless construct creature token. This ability triggers only once each turn. You tap, sacrifice an artifact, Oni Cult Anvil. There's one damage to each opponent. You gain one life. Uh, now we get to play Mardu Hidden Stockpile. This card is so sweet. Yeah, right? You can crack your blood and get a 1-1. It doesn't care how you sack it. It just cares that artifacts leave the battlefield. Sure. That's right. This card is super dope. I think this card is going to be super played in uh, some fun uh, blood builds and stuff. I think that this card uh, completely skipped my radar until you literally pointed it out right now. I have not read this card. I just yeah. saw red, black, uncommon anvil and just moved on. All right. What do you, anyone, uh, anyone have their sights on a weaver of harmony? I do not, but I think Chris might, he's team enchantment as we know. I don't actually. <laughs> um, big, and, and the only reason is I think sagas are fun. I, I'm not super interested in building a rock. I, I think right now in pioneer as it stands right now, Right as we look at things, if we take a look okay. holistically right. at the as state the world of pioneer, turns. as the world turns, a lot of creatures are turning sideways right now. Yeah, and I think that sagas do not reliably stop that. I think you have sphere of safety, which is really where we're trying to get to to protect ourselves. Um, okay, I do think that in general, like if this guy sticks around, 
That's fantastic. But he's all the things that die in Pioneer. He costs two, which means he gets Blood Chiefs Thirsted, Fatal Pushed. He's got two toughness. So he's getting shocked. He's getting play with fired. He's getting everything, right? Dies to removal. Okay. Um, and I don't know that we can afford that right now. I don't super care about the enchantment creatures, at least as of yet. I have not found an inspiring reason to do that. Um, the one guy that gets other counters is fine. Like maybe you could make some aggressive stuff happen here. I'm thinking more of like a mid range deck. The second ability is interesting. Copy target activated or triggered ability you control from an enchantment source. Um, because mostly Elspeth conquers death is in this format. And that's been widely forgotten because it costs five. And by the time you get there, you are already Shinderud. You know, it's, it's hard to make it to turn five uh, in this format unless you're proactively doing a lot of stuff. So, uh, and again, then you really invested two, two cards to try and combo that together. So I think it's interesting again for, for your sagas, obviously. Um, but right now uh, I'm not seeing the matrix and somebody else out there may go, Oh no, there's more than just sagas. You can activate this enchantment. Sure. You know, um, I guess, uh, enigmatic incarnation i was thinking we're copying like idol on a blossom triggers sure i think enigmatic incarnation would be a triggered ability that you could that you could copy i suppose um i don't know how that works but it's an ability and i guess it, it saves the amount so i guess you would you would get two of that so maybe that's cute maybe an enigmatic incarnation is the way but again I, i'm a little more old school i want i want my green white enchantments i want my black white enchantments so the uh the ai stuff i was having fun with it but once we took on like the urian nonsense i was like all right i'm out Count me out. Right. Well, who's who's ready to lose to build your own Platinum Angel at pre-release? No, oh, me. <laughs> me, 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 me. Sign me up. All right, Ricky, what is it? Uh, three mana for a 3-2 artifact creature equipment. Kieran flying. Equipped creature has flying, and you can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win the game. Reconfigure five. Uh, this card dies to literally everything. If you look at it wrong, it dies. Thank God. Because once this is equipped to something with hexproof, you're gonna want, you're gonna want to be Shinderud. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this card is very funny, and I think there's gonna be some meme decks, and they're gonna do well. But don't be fooled, this card is very, very bad and meant for commander tables and the really cool stories in a draft night. Yeah. Uh, um. Who's who wants to talk about Reckoner Bankbuster? talked about this card already i think oh did we uh we talked about mobilized back i don't know if we talked about okay. bankbuster this is uh take your maze mind tomes you got them yeah. you have in your hand uh-huh. throw them in the yeah. trash oh no this card's <laughs> so much better because it crew threes right so it does crew three but it's a two mana uh, enters the battlefield with three charges on it and for two mana you can tap it and remove a charge counter to draw a card just like maze mind tome then if there are no charge counters on it so in Maze Mind Tome, you'd gain four life, and then the Maze Mind Tome goes away, right? Uh-huh. In this case, if there's no charge counters on it, we get a treasure token and a 1-1 pilot that can crew vehicles that have two or greater power, and it's a crew 3-4-4 beat stick. So it draws us cards, and then we can just be down with it. And we can activate it for zero if we have a Tezzeret in play. We can activate it for zero if we have a Tezzeret in play. You're correct. It's mm. two mana... I'm just saying. I think this Arch- is interesting, like Arch- like you said, powerful. in more mid-range decks. I think this is really interesting as a blocker. Because, again, your more aggressive decks aren't running a ton of removal. Yes, this gets reckless raged, but there's not a ton of removal running around in like some of the aggressive decks. So this it, not it, only draws you cards, but I do think it blocks. It, you know, It does just get pushed, though. It gets pushed, 
But again, I don't think this is for the push matchup. Like, but like, we I'm, can draw I'm, cards. Like, right. I, like, I'm yeah. in a deck that wants this to draw cards, like a deck that can't normally do that either, like a green or maybe even like a white or something like that, right? Where, or again, your artifacts deck, right? Your blue black artifacts deck, something like that, where it's like, well, I wanted this just to draw the cards anyway and to have another artifact okay. on the field. And like, if okay. you if you use it as part of your Megatron, like you just get it back with the charge counters on it again when it when you're when you're. 10-10 token inevitably meets a fatal push, which is really sad that uh, the Megazord can just get pushed off a ledge and die. But I mean, did, have you ever owned a Megazord toy? Uh, those fall down the stairs and you're done, right? Yep, all the time. Oh, of course. I think this card's really solid and we'll see some play. I, yeah, okay. I don't, like I said, I mean, I don't see, I think the life was pretty important on the, on the tome, but again, in like an artifacts matter thing, like I definitely could see this going like, well, I needed a 4-4 and, and it gave me a mana. Right, it gave me a mana back for all the activations I got, which I do think is interesting. Right, I want to spend a second on Sky Bless Samurai if I can. Yeah, go for it. Again, sure. another card, really safe. I think if this card cost maybe one less, uh, I think this would be a really good card, and maybe it's still fine. Um, Sky Bless Samurai costs six in a white. It is a four-four flyer, but it has affinity for enchantments, so it costs one less to cast for each enchantment you control. Which I do think is interesting, but again, your enchantment decks, they want to set up like one creature when you're aggressive, right? You think about like your green-white enchantments or your um, black-white enchantments. You kind of want to set up like one or two really big creatures and then go off. So this does feel a little bit more like a win-more card to me. Um, I I don't know if there's going to be a mid-range deck that's out there. There could very well be. I'm not telling you this card isn't good. I think this card does have the potential to be very good. But the existing decks, you know you're really looking to pay two mana for a creature. And, you know, once you get two creatures out there and you're loading them up with the enchantments, you don't want to commit a ton more to the board because you're just asking to get Wrath even harder and lose more card advantage. So you're right. looking to recover from some of those states. And um, this does not help you do that, right? It doesn't help you recover in any right. way. It is definitely like a, oh, I'm adding to the board. And I think you'd mostly want to have that if you had like, oh, look, I'm interacting with your board with a bunch of enchantments that are removal spells. And now I get my cool 4-4 flyer. So maybe there's a spot for it there, um, and maybe there is a spot for it again in this deck I'm talking about that is kind of a more mid-range removal enchantments. Right now, I just think it's worth talking about, but I'm not super sold on it. I think it's a it's an interesting card. It's an interesting design space, that's for sure. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I have a card. I think it's you're gonna have to come with me on a journey for this one. I'm gonna let you talk about the horse. Yeah, Ricky already knows. Hinata the Dawn Crown, one blue, red, white. For a 4-4 Flying Trampler, spells you cast cost one less to cast for each target. Spells your opponent's opponents cast cost one more to cast for each target. So uh, what you know about X spells and how I'm about to give it to you is I've got like my mass manipulations. I've got my Aurelius Furies. I'm just going to go down the line. What about Stride? Remember that? Stride. Yeah. That, that's probably too cute, but like I was a little surprised when this format started that we weren't playing launch the fleet like in our heroic yeah, decks. That's right. I was very much like, man, this is this is a pretty interesting one. A little launch the fleet action here, just to get now a we're launching for free. Creatures. We're launching for way less. That's for sure. This fleet, this fleet's buy one get one free. That's right. I I'm not sold. I want to believe. That's right. Right. Like I want you to show me the green man carving the pyramid. I want you to show me, man. Yeah. Give me, give me some time. It'll happen. But right now, like this card sort of like it's got bad ward one and it didn't even have haste. And like, 
If you're going to be a Jeskai Colors Flyer at Rare, you should have haste as one of your keywords, right? Mm-hmm. And just like, for me, dog, it's a no. All right. Well, wow. you know what is a... Th- mass manipulation a bit- sounds hot, though. You got me yeah. a little bit on mass manipulation, but you still got to fork up the four blue and one per target still. All right. Well, uh, can I sell you on a different legendary then? Sure. Can I sell you on Grease Fang Okiba Boss? I've seen can the dream I, hands. Can I sell you on the Bosu here? Sell away, sir. I'm ready to be so sold we, here. So we got one white black for an, a 4-3 legendary creature rat pilot. We have combat on your turn. Return at target vehicle card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste trenches over his hand at the beginning of your next end step. Now, I'm just thinking four power that crews a lot, right? We could get back, I don't know, like a Sky Sovereign. We could get back some pretty cool stuff. We'd even get back like a Vangabus. Or we could get back Parhelion 2. I the... want to get back the jail. Yeah, okay. Prison Break, uh, which one? baby. Parhelion, right? Yeah, that's right. Parhelion 2. Uh, six white white for a 5-5 five, five artifact uh, vehicle from War of the Spark with flying first strike vigilance, but whenever Parhelion attacks, create a create two four four white angel creature tokens vigilance and flying that are attacking with conveniently crew four that are Grease Fang here does make happen. So we just gotta get Parhelion in the bin, play our Grease Fang, bing bang boom, we're smacking our opponent for thirteen. And let's not forget how strong the vehicles that we had were, right? I mean, part of Kieran was on the verge of too powerful. Um, Obviously, Looter Scooter was too powerful. And then Aether Sphere Harvester, you know, that's already your starting thing. You know there's going to be a couple good vehicles in in this set also that are going to, like, rise above the rest. Um, And again, this really helps you dodge wraths, right? And again, a lot of what's going on in the control decks is targeted removal, but you still have extinction extinction events running around. You definitely still have some Supreme Verdicts running around, right? And this really makes your your opponent's removal spots pretty tricky. And yes, you do have to invest more in them because they're vehicles. But at the same time, you know, again, now you're seeing vehicles that are bringing the crew along with them and, and really limiting that investment that you have to make in order to do it. And again, in things like this, like, what are they going to do? At the beginning of your turn, return a vehicle. They killed your vehicle. It's coming right back. You don't necessarily have to play mill with this. This is just a strong, uh, you know, aggressively costed creature. And then when they do find time to kill your guy, it's it's coming back, right? Guess who's back? Backstreet's mm-hmm. back. That's who's back. Yeah. All right. Who's, uh, I got, I got, man, I for sure one more card I want to talk about. I got, got two uncommons else? that we have to bring up. All right. What you the got? first thing I want to do is discover the impossible. I want to take the impossible and I want to discover it. I want to okay. I want to break the unbreakable and see the unseeable. Row, yeah. row, fight the power. I, I'm trying to see the matrix here. Um, Discover the impossible is two colorless and one blue for an instant. Look at the top five cards of your library. Exile one of them face down and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost if it's an instant spell with mana value two or less. If you don't, put that card into your hand. Um, again, this card is very safe. It has to be an instant spell with mana value two or less. Um, but even if you don't do that, you just still got to look at the top five cards of your library and put one of them into your hand at instant speed. I, I don't see the downside to this, this card. card Again, is very cool. 
Yeah, and, and I do think that, you know, I don't know exactly what two-minute instant we're, we're really looking for just yet. Somebody out there is going to know, somebody who sees the Matrix more than me, somebody who's already discovered the impossible. I'm still discovering it, right? I'm still on the journey to discover, but somebody out there has already discovered the impossible, and they know exactly what it is we're getting with this card. Um, and while I don't, I just think it's huge that, you know, again, look at this. This is another card that if you get an instant, this is two more cards to the yard. So let's just talk about it that way. At, at this card's worst, we go get an opt, we go get a whatever with this, which may seem dumb. Maybe we didn't find the card we were looking for. This still added two more spells to the yard for our random Dell shenanigans or, or whatever we might be trying to do. But, you know, hey, a basic um, removal spell, a heartless act or whatever it might be to get a removal spell off the top five cards. Uh, I think that's pretty huge. A lot of the removal in Pioneer costs two or less. And so, again, if you're just looking for the removal spell for your opponent's card or a counter spell, right, a negate, right? Whatever, whatever you might do um, for, for two mana or less is a lot of interactive spells. So if you're looking for interaction, I think this makes your interaction way easier. And it only costs one more. For one more, as long as that card was in the top five of our library, you get it. So I am, I am super hyped about this card. I think this card does a lot. Um, this also gets in my new random uh, Delirium deck or some of my new random Sultai deck. We get Abrupt Decay, right? You can get Vanishing Verse, right? All these are two mana instants. So uh, I don't know. There's a lot of here that I think of as far as interaction spells. I don't think it's broken as far as combo. They made it safe for that. But am I missing anything as far as other removal spells, guys? I mean, this this has got to be pretty solid, right? So this card is, no, is really cool. I like the design space. Ultimately, I look at this as a slot in for pieces of the puzzle. But I think I like pieces of the puzzle more, and I don't like pieces of the puzzle uh, in control, I like this significantly this is, more because when I mean, we get to cast the spell, that's the problem I think with pieces. It gets you two for seven, but that's a sorcery. This is an instant, Ricky. Remember that. Uh, yep. Pieces, sorcery, discover the impossible instant speed. No, for sure. I, I think it's not All a right. bad card. I think it's looking to like an Azorius or a Demir control shell because mm-hmm. it kind of like it kind of lets you Narset minus, but then immediately cast it if it's a removal spell. Yeah, cool. again, I, I think that's the thing is I think you have to be looking for the right, you know, the right spell. Again, if the thing is if you have it in your hand, you're probably already going to cast it. But if we are in desperation mode, sure. Or again, we just look at the top five cards. Let's say we need a planeswalker. We can still get that. We don't have to grab the two mana card. But if we're in right. desperation mode, we get it. If we're just looking to dig more because we're some kind of like, hey, we're looking for our threats, we're going to look at the top five. We don't see a threat there. Hopefully we find an opt or another dig spell that will dig us even further. So I think the huge thing here is it's not just look at the top five. It's look at the top five. You didn't find what you wanted. Hopefully there's a consider to dig two more um, or whatever you whatever you might want, you know? Right. Or, oops, I happened to find a removal spell for your creature. I wanted my threat, but I happened to find a removal spell. So here we are. So there's a card, I think it's called, it might be called See the Beyond or something like that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. See the Unwritten? See the Unwritten? Is that, no, it's not See the Unwritten. It's a two-mana card from M20 or M21. Oh, See the Unwritten is the other one. Yeah, yeah, It's a blue and a colorless, and you look at the top three cards of your library, and you can put one into your hand. It's like an Anticipate, right? Yep. But if this card was cast not from your hand, you get to draw three cards. Oh, snap. I think, I don't remember what it's I called. I think you just discovered the impossible, Ricky. <laughs> it's called, um, it's, see the, it's See the Truth. See see the tr- is it an instant is the big thing. See the Truth? Oh, interesting. It is, it's a sorcery. It's a sorcery. The game is awful. This is the worst card, Chris. I can't believe. Oh, <sighs> yep. So it's a cast from anywhere other than your hand. Yeah, it's a sorcery. They knew. They saw, they saw the lines. 
They saw. All it. right, somebody go because I, I got one more. Uh, Can I talk about the about. the good draw spell? So while while you're busy looking at impossible plays, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm thirsty. Right. Right. And the only yeah. thing that's going to quench this thirst is more cowbell. Is some knowledge of more cowbell. Okay, uh, gotcha. Thirst for knowledge in Pioneer, and it's exciting, but also it's a little a little hollow because we've got uh, thirst for discovery and thirst for meaning, which uh, lets you do the same thing but discard a different one card. Thirst for knowledge, of course, being blue and two instant, draw three cards, then discard two cards unless you discard an artifact card. Uh, then thirst for meaning lets you do it for an enchantment, and then thirst for discovery or thirst for whatever the Innistrad one was lets you discard a basic land, which is a little harder to do in Pioneer, actually, sometimes. So I think TFK will see some play. I think the artifact deck is real, and if you're looking for a three-mana instant that draws some cards, I think thirst for knowledge just sort of, like, outdoes you. Yeah, can I can I talk about a card real quick before... For Chris goes again. Uh, it's right next to Thirst for Knowledge. And that's Blade of the Oni. Oh, yes, you can talk about that one. One in a black for an equipment demon. It's a 3-1 with menace. A crypt creature has base power and toughness 5-5. Five, five, has menace. It is a black demon in addition to its other types. Reconfigure to black black. Look, on its own, it's a 2-mana 3-1 Menace. That's a pretty good rate. And then 4-mana. Later on, we get to slap it on something get the big upgrade right i mean uh five five and menace and then again we have some protection if that creature gets removed well the blade falls right back off and waits to attach something else and let me ask you about this because i i was wondering about this equipped creature has base power and toughness five five so if i crew a vehicle with this and then i reconfigure on it does it stay a five five equipped creature has base power and toughness five five or or does reconfigure say this has to be attached from a creature. So the vehicle stops being a creature at the end of the turn. Yeah. But so then but it's got a, it's off. got base power and toughness. Well, I'm trying five. I'm trying to figure out what Chris's question is He's here trying to figure I out didn't if he can, understand. If he if the blade of the oni will keep the car a car or like will keep the vehicle a creature. No. Sad face. Yeah, it's a good thought though. Yeah, I was going to say it says it has base power, base power toughness 5/5, five, five, so that's why I was if like yeah, that doesn't stop from not being from not going back from the engine not idle turning off. Right. Gotcha. My my artifact uh, I sold it to be a five five. All yeah. right. Can I talk about uh, just I think one of the most fun cards from this set if you just want to kill people dead. Is it reinforced okay. Ronin? Nope, no, no, no. Um, Boon of Besaju. This you're, you're gonna you're gonna see it as soon as I as I talk about this. One green, one colorless. Target creature gets plus twelve. Or sorry, plus X plus X. Plus the twelve. Turn. Plus twelve. It, it's gonna be plus twelve. Plus twelve. You'll see where I'm going. Where oh X God. is the greatest mana mana value among permanents you control, and you untap it. Um, you can play Galta in this format. Uh, yeah. You can also play the Great Hinge, and I don't know why the Great Hinge is still sixty freaking dollars. Because uh, Commander. Yeah, it, that is absolutely infuriating to me. Anytime you see a card and you think, why is this card $50 plus? It's either Reserve List or Commander, or maybe Modern. Yep. E- either way, if you were if you were somebody who was uh, was a Great Hinge believer, and you kept you some Great Henges, the rest of this deck, I think, is going to cost you like $20 for Green Beatdown, and you can just kill your opponent, right? Like, there's, a, there's, there's several cost reduction 
um, ask effects out there for creatures. And again, minus value among permanents you control. So this counts. This is plus nine, plus nine for two mana on a great henge. It's plus what is Galta uh, 12, right? It's 10 plus two green. Yeah. Plus 12, plus 12 with a Galta. Uh, a lot of those can be easily searched up with the powerful green effects across all of Pioneer. So this is a card that I just see you randomly getting people with. And I don't see what's more fun than just going, yeah, here's my big guy. Uh, boom, it's bigger. You're dead. We already had that with like Aspect of the Hydra, though. Isn't this better? Because we get this for permanence? Aspect, Aspect of the gives it doubles the power, but this no, gives us yeah. for... Aspect of the Hydra is one green to give plus X plus X or X to your green devotion. Oh, green devotion. I thought there was one where it, it did give something equal, equal to power or something like that, but I thought this was cheaper. I thought it was like three mana if you wanted to like double power or something, but I, I could be wrong. No. Um, well, no, I, I think that's one of the other effects out there. I don't, I don't think it's as cheap as this. I think this is I think this is one of the cheapest effects for getting either big artifacts or, you know, creature cost reduction uh, permanents out there. So just a fun way to murder your opponent. Dead. I think this is, uh, sure. except for the great hands, you could just play mono green and. All right. Uh, who do I have to sell on Thundering Raiju? Nobody. You have to sell me. Wow. Oh, all right. All right, Ricky. Well, uh, it's a 3-3 three, three for two red-red creature spirit with haste. Whenever Thundering Raiju attacks, put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. Then Thundering Raiju deals X damage to your opponent, where X is the number of modified creatures you control other than Thundering Raiju. Well, Ricky, um, have you ever heard, heard of a card called, like, mm, Pelt Collector? How about a card called Experiment mm-hmm. 1? There are so many cheap ways. Uh, we have Zertog Goblin. We have Rule Spellbreaker. So many cheap creatures that just incidentally get 1-1 counters. This card is going to do some big numbers, baby. I'm with you. I, I think the red-green modify deck is is absolutely there. Some people are saying Hellrider 2.0. I don't think it's that good. And I don't believe the Hellrider hype. I think it's fine, just like it can't be Coco'd into. And I think that if we're playing red-green aggro, we want to play Coco targets. And if this ain't Hellrider, then I don't want to play it. I just Other four drops are really tough. And while I think this card is cool, it just sort of doesn't do it for me. Maybe there's some, like, hardened scales deck to be had that will play red, but, like, to me, it's, like, Questing Beast or Collected Company are the cards that want to take this card's spot. Gonna be honest, definitely thought this card had flying at first. He looks like it should. It looks like it should fly, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't fly. It just has haste. Um, It's thundering, but on the ground. Yeah. It can just, like, be a 4-4 haster that also, like, pokes for one more, so it, like, swings for five damage. Well, it's it's other than Thundering Raiju, so you need something else besides it to get the extra one. Anyone, uh, anything else on this day? I don't know, Mech Hanger's sort of cool? Mech Hanger? What do you think of Mind Link Mech? I'm trying to break it. Yeah, that's my thing, too, is it's, I just think, like, Mobilizer is just so much better. I'm just trying to think of, like, what are we copying to make that be worth it like it's cards that need want it. to be big powered that don't start big powered yeah uh so like i'm thinking about like cards from modern though like there's like a there's like a one one flyer that when it deals damage to a player they discard cards equal to its power uh-huh or equal to the amount of damage it dealt right it's so like that sure. card's like insane because we can just like bop our opponent and take four cards right yeah but that seems really corner case and also not in our format I just don't know. I'm not sure about it yet. It's a cool idea, yeah. but Mech Hanger is just a 
uncommon land that lets you pay three mana to crew a vehicle. Yeah. Which I think is fine. I mean, I'll pay three mana to crew, like, something stupid, like the the 7-Eleven. Yeah. Or Perillion 2, but I think we can move on. Is Invigorating Hot Spring the best art of the set? Apparently, a lot of people think it is. It's pretty good. But I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a good card, except for Unlimited. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. I, I want to that... point out that uh, Touch the Spirit Realm is an extremely versatile card, and it's not worth spending a bunch of time on, but it's one of those cards that if you were in the blank deck, you can just get a cheap blank, um, especially on like, hey, look, let me just go ahead and blank my uh, my Yorian real quick, whatever you might want to blank if you need to go toot or something. But it's also just a solid removal spell, right? You know, Oblivion Ring's uh, an age-old staple, a tale as old as time. So it's your Oblivion Ring if you want it to be, um, it gets a creature or an artifact, um, but you can also discard it to blink your own guy, blink your opponent's guy to stop a combat effect from happening, something like that. Um, you can exile an artifact creature and, and remove it till just for till the end of the next in step. So mostly I'm assuming you're going to want to use it on your own guys, but you could also use it on your opponents. So incredibly versatile card. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the spirit bomb. Yeah, go for it. All right. 10 mana for 10 damage to any target sorcery. We did it. Uh-huh. We're Hearthstone now. Yeah, we are. Yeah. But, but we can tap any number of untapped creatures we control to reduce the cost of this spell by one. So it has Convoke. Um, this card is sweet. And with the new ways you can copy spells, I mean, you know, Galvanic Iteration, and then this wins the game. We just have to figure out a way, a shell that we can do that in. Uh, it... It's a really funny way to turn like a weird consider chain in with like young pyromancer into like game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird stuff with this card. It's probably too fragile, but it's exciting. And it's also now a sweet target for any card that is going to let us cast an instant or sorcery without paying its mana cost. So any of those kind of cards, I'm looking at this to try to cast with. Okay. Um, I really like Jugan Defends the Temple, but I feel like it's too slow for what it wants to do. 100% agreed. So Jugan Defends the Temple, two and a green for a saga. First chapter, create a 1-1 one, one green monk token with tap, add green. Chapter 2, put two woven counters in each of up to two, creature, two target creatures. Uh, and then you, of course, get to exile it, flip it back. Uh, you get Ju- Revenant of the Rising Star, 2-2 two, two Dragon Spirit uh, with flying. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield of your control, you may pay X... When you do put X-1-1 counters on that creature, as long as you control five or more modified creatures, Remnant of the Rising Star gets plus five, plus five. Man, if we just had that middle text on something, like, I'm in. I just, yeah. this card is funny to me because it, like, it does everything you want to do in a green game a turn too late. Yes. It's like, do you want a Land of War Elf? I do. Do you want it on turn three? No. Turn four, do you want to make your board bigger? No, I need to have done that on turn three, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. do you want a game ender on turn five? You know, maybe, but like, you already have to have a board. Yeah, it just feels it's only like... a game ender. It's, I mean, it's a two-two, right? And then like, you already had to have a massive board. The turn after that, it can be really good, right? You can start, you know, making right. your stuff a little bit bigger if you had some hardened scales action to play again. I, I think this, this makes two? for a very fun card. If this costs two. I think it's like super good. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And again, I think there's a lot of fun here. I think, you know, for your casual player, I do think this is really hot. This 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 set does so much for casual Pioneer, um, and I think it does a, a medium amount for competitive. I do want to talk about two very similar cards that are right okay. next to each other. 
Uh, one is a rare called Cami of Transience. Green and colorless for a 2-2 with Trample. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you put a 1-1 counter on Cami of Transience. At the beginning of each end step, if an enchantment was put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn, you could return Cami of Transience from your graveyard to your hand. This card is very good for enchantment gang. Mm-hmm. Green, white enchantment gang, specifically. Yeah, the more aggressive version, for sure. It's got Trample built on it. Mm-hmm. On the other side, we have Patchwork Automaton. It's a two-mana artifact creature construct with Ward 2. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you put a 1-1 counter on Patchwork Automaton. So it's got protection built in with Ward 2. Not the greatest protection, but hey, it's protection. And we've got a similar thing where if we're casting more artifact spells, uh, we're going to make a big dude. doesn't have the trample built in. It's also uncommon. But I do think it's got slight potential. Two mana for an effect sort of like this is is not uh, not the average rate. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got things like Rusted Suit or whatever, or Shambling Suit, which is like a three mana, and it's a star two. Star is the number of artifacts you control. Uh, other creatures that are as big as the number of artifacts you control generally cost like four or five mana, or they're Karn tokens. Sure. So, like, this card seems strong to me. I wanted to talk about the uh, the Sky Turts. Yeah. Okay, go for it. The Sky Turts is only fun as a reanimation target. Again, more for a casual player thing. But here, here's a card that, you know, we talked about how fun uh, Magma Opus was. And one of the things we missed about it was like, oh, look, this discards itself to be brought back. Here's a card that's not amazing. You know, if you paid seven for it, you didn't do yourself a favor. But you can channel this for either green or blue. So it's four mana plus a green, a green, and a blue if you cast it regularly. Seven total for a six, five flying creature with ward. It's a Sky Turtle. Right, it flies. It's got the word two. It protects itself. Uh, this turrets has no limits, but you can channel it for two colorless and a green. You can discard it to return target card from your graveyard to your hand. So they could either get us back our reanimate spell or whatever we might want to do. Or this is probably the better option. We could use it to defend ourselves. We can cast it or channel it for a colorless and a blue. Discard it. Return target creature to its owner's hand. So here's a spell, essentially, right? We can pay two mana for our little boomerang, mini boomerang here, and then hopefully get this back later via various effects, whatever it might be. Additionally, a lot of your things are like, oh, return this permanent to your hand. Now you're talking about getting spells back, right? Oh, there's a lot of things that, hey, if you got a spell back in return, that'd be broken because you just get fog effects back. Well, here's a permanent card that you can channel to bounce creatures back. So there's way more options to recur permanents. And obviously this being an enchantment creature turtle, the turts, it comes back. So you can reanimate this, and I think that's a fine choice. You can just recur permanence via various effects from this set, other sets, and just get an infinite channel with various recursion effects. So I just think it's worth uh, worth mentioning. This card's like, I had a wild dream that the first channel ability was Rampant Growth mm-hmm. for three mana, and that card was way too good. This yeah. card is still sort of insane. Channel is very broken. Yeah. It can't be countered. It's right. really stupid. Most ways, yep. So, like, you can just sort of, like, it's just uncounterable, uh, instant speed. Hey, look, I'm going to grab this creature in response to whatever you're targeting it with in the graveyard. Or, hey, that looks like a lethal swing. Oh, do you have a counter spell to protect your little, like, one attack combo? Bounce it anyways because uh, I'm a channel ability. That's exactly right. All right, well, I- I'm out of cards here, gentlemen. Do you got anything else before we wrap it up for the week? Um... My last thing is just Bronze Cudgel. Okay. I'm mad at this card. Okay. What's your beef? They've worded this card to be... They've made it tempting. Costing one mana. Equipping for one. And the ability only activating for two. 
the ability being until end of the turn, equipped creature gets plus X plus O, where X is the number of times this ability has resolved this turn. That text hasn't existed, um, I don't believe. And it it's it looks like the most fun combo piece ever, and then also just simultaneously stops me in every way I want to do this. Okay. So, like, normally effects like this are, like, the number of times this effect has been activated, right? And if it was worded like that, we could just pay two, pay two, pay two, and then give our creature plus nine. Right, right. Because we would have activated the ability three times before any of the abilities had resolved. But right. you have to go up the chain, you have to go plus one, then plus two, then plus three. And then there's, like, Zerda doesn't let me pay zero, but does reduce the activation costs. So, like... I can't use this in a Zerta deck to, like, infinite power a dude. Tezzeret also lets me pay uh, zero, but only the first time. Yep. Um, I think also uh, Tezzeret reduces the very first activation you do, right? He doesn't let you pick. Yeah. So, like, he will also just, like, oops, reduce the equip cost instead of reducing the activation cost. Oh, Mm -hmm. yep. So that's very funny. Um, can't wait for those clicks in arena, but, uh, I think the card is really cool. I know. Right. Master duel. Master duel. Uh, I think, I think it's really cool. I respect master duel for not having a cancel button. Like if you decide to use an ability, there's no going back. (laughs) It's like, Oh, I can only target my own stuff. Yep. Oh, I guess guess I lose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that being said, I think bronze cudgels is a really cool card. I think there's one, guy no no no. he doesn't reduce costs and i want it to be broken but it's not kudos wizards you could not something that's like activated costs of equipment spells and not just the equip abilities there's not somebody that's like oh there might be we'll have to look because i know there's some stuff that's like oh equips but there's got to be somebody that they misworded there's got to be somebody they were sleeping on the job that day Right, they had been snowboarding for too long. They had right. this, the sun had had blasted their uh, their face just for too long. And when they came inside and wrote the card, they wrote activated abilities of equipment or something like that instead of the other one. Right, something. All right. So, parting thoughts. What do you What do you think? Kamigawa, yay or nay? Yay, big yay. Yay, yeah. I think it's big a big yay. yay too. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining me this week. Before we sign off, though. This po- this podcast will drop uh, hopefully the day before the start of a very exciting series for Ricky and I myself going up on the Crew Three YouTube channel. Uh, of course, link below in the description. Ricky, do you want to do you want to reveal what it is? The patrons already know, but for everyone else listening, why don't you why don't you tell the people at home what we started? We started the Pioneer Progression series, in which every so often. Uh, me and Ruckman will open 36 packs from the latest set in Pioneer, the early, oldest set in Pioneer, add it to a collection, and build a deck to battle. Yeah. Uh, ideally, we're going to hopefully post twice a month, but obviously our schedules, we're, we're working, we got stuff going on, um, you know, things get in the way, but our ideal is twice a month that also let us spread the series out a little bit. There are only so many sets in Pioneer. Uh, but yeah, it should be fun. We start with RTR. We'll have Gate Crash next one, and we'll keep going forward. Um, we will have an ongoing ban list. The the this kind of the gist is the winner every week will get a randomly determined F and M promo from the time the set was out. 
Um, as long as it's Pine Illegal, there are some non-Pine Illegal FNM promos that happen at the time. And then the loser gets the the salt ban or unban, or they get to ban a, an additional card or unban a card from our additional ban list for the series. Now, of course, there are banned cards in in the sets, right? I mean, even in, in Gatecrash, we have two banned cards in Balistrat Spy and Undercity Informer. Those will be legal for the episode that set is open. So eventually, when we get Throne of Eldraine and one of us gets an Oko, well, you get to play Oko for that week. Right. Broco. Uh, I was going to say it. If the video gets uh, 50,000 views, we'll just do weekly. I'll make it happen. Okay. I've got editors. You'll make it happen? If, if, we, get, okay. <laughs> if we can do 50,000 views on the first two videos that we put out, it'll go weekly. Okay. We'll go weekly. Is that is that total or each? Huh? Each. Is that 50,000 total or each. each? Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. I believe. We'll need, uh, I believe we'll need in our token is 49,000 friends. Yep. <laughs> friends to, uh, to come right, on. But yeah, uh, we're super excited for this and uh, it should be a lot of fun. So be sure to tune in for that when that drops Saturday. Uh, don't have a set time yet. Can I still edit it? But yeah, it should, it should hopefully be out on Saturday. Uh, yeah. So look forward to that. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. It's a long episode, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, gentlemen, where can the listeners at home find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me. Uh, on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas. Um, but just become my friend in Master Duel because that's, that's where I've been most nights these days. <laughs> okay. And of course, Christmas has no tea. Christmas has no tea. Ricky, what about you? You can find me on Twitter under at also Steve. I'm on YouTube under Dormonster, on Twitch on Dormonster TV, and very soon also on YouTube on Crew 3 Pioneer. What's our, what's our YouTube it's channel? Crew 3 MTG. Crew 3 MTG beating Ruckman every other week in the progression series. Well, hopefully not beating me every other week. Uh, we got to start the, the uh, I need to think of a chant for the age of Ruckman. The age of Ruckman. <laughs> <laughs> not as good as the Age of Gage. Oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, of course, I am Ruckman. You can find me at Crew3Podcast on Twitter. You can go ahead and find me on Twitch and YouTube where I stream a couple nights a week and upload the VODs within 48 hours. Uh, at Crew3MTG on both of those. I'm excited to lose to Ricky every week, every other week on the Pioneer Progression series. But I really, I'm just, the first episode is great. I, I am so excited for this series. And I, I, ho- I hope our enthusiasm for it really comes through in the video. It's a lot of fun and I can't wait to keep opening and just having some fun with some sweet, sweet Pioneer cards. And especially with some of the earlier sets, don't get quite as much love in the format as I think they sometimes deserve. By the way, that'll be it for this week. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.